Hello and welcome back to Movies and Us. I'm Marcus. And I'm DJ. And this is the movie review show that reviews time movies are beginning sometimes. And today we are on episode 101. And with this 101 episode of Movies and Us, we're going to be reviewing the 2014 release of Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, this movie is directed by, was directed, I mean, we had this stuff to talk about, was directed, right? Or is directed? Uh, well, n- technically it is in the past, so it would be was. Okay. This movie was directed by James Gunn, written by James Gunn and Nicole Perlman. I wonder, does it say details about her version of the script? Yes. It didn't sound very good. Who was the lead in the, her version? Oh, and they were having they had trouble casting the lead, even up until the point where um, James Gunn had it. Why? So, like, what character was leading it? Oh, Star Lord. Okay, so it's always okay. I was just just curious. Just curious. Uh, <laughs> produced by Kevin Feige himself and starring a lot of names. <gasps> Chris Pratt as Star Lord, Zoe Saldana as Gamora, Dave Bautista as Drax, Vin Diesel as Groot, Bradley Cooper as Rocket. Lee Pace, that's who that is. Okay, Michael Walker as Yandu slash Yandu slash everyone to say it. Karen Gillian as Gamora's sister. Nebula. Ne- that's it. Digimon Hunso was. John C. Riley was. Roman Day. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Glenn Close as. Arani Ryle. And I know this one, Benicio del Toro as the Collector. And whoever his real name is, he's got a name. Uh, his real name is Tanalir Tavan. Bats. And who else we got in this movie? TJ? Josh Brolin as Thanos. Was this him as the end of Thanos? It says. Oh, I wonder if they recast him. They're like, they voice over those uh, original person or not. He took over for Damon Portier. Okay. Uh, apparently, Sean Gunn stood in for a few people along the road. So, like Thanos and Groot at their points. Yeah. Alexis Denisov, who ha- played the other. Is I here. have his name highlighted as so well. Oh, he was in the other one. Okay. He's the other. He also was in Angel yeah. TV show. Uh, Ophelia Lovibond? Yeah, Lovibond? Lovibond? She played Karina, the collector's slave. Uh, Peter Sarah Vin- Vinowitz? Vinowitz? Yeah, sure. Played Garth and Saul. He was the record like the general. Officer. Yeah. Yeah. Greg Henry, Henry played uh, Star Lord's f- grand human grandfather. Laura Haddock played his her his mother, uh, Meredith. Mal Malia. Yeah, Malia. Bre- Obama. <laughs> Sorry. Malia Kreeling played Barit. Who? Oh, the, the the girl. Okay, his the one he finds in, the, in his ship in oh, the beginning. Oh, oh, right, right, yeah. Right, right. I knew I, re- I recognized the game. I couldn't just. Yeah, I remember her saying the name. Like, what was the character? Oh yeah, okay. Chris Christopher Fairbanks plays the broker. Kayla Hoover as Nova Prime's assistant. Marama Corlett plays pit boss at the bar. I'm not gonna remember if she got it. Emma J. Scanlon plays another Nova Gar. Alexa, there's a lot of names. Alexa, Either on, there are. I, Alexa Roddy plays Vuka Dar. Wait, wait, just thinking, thinking about. Wait until we get to Endgame, like and all those ones. I know. <laughs> Well, we've, I've been doing it for how many episodes now, so i got to keep doing it. <laughs> At that point, you're just naming off all the characters ever ever showed yeah, up. God, Tom that's Proc- going to be terrible. <laughs> Sorry. Tom, Pro- Tom Proctor as Horus, who was apparently a Ravager. Spencer Win- 
Wildling? He's a prison guard. Who He played the guard who took the Walkman and the... Oh, okay. Uh, Fred played Cosmo, some dog named Fred. Oh, Stephen Blackheart. Had a supporting role, apparently. That's all it says. What's the, what is that? <laughs> uh, Naomi Ryan also had a supporting role in the film. Oh, my God. Though it was cut in the final version. We have cameos from James Gunn as Scar and Stan Lee as a ladies' man. Lloyd Kaufman as an inmate. Nathan Fillion as a voice of an inmate. Rob, oh. Zomb- Rob Zombie as a voice of a Ravager Navigator. What? Tyler Bates? Tyler Bates is a pot Ravager pilot. And then Seth Green as Howard the Duck at the end. Ah. Uh, spoiler alert. Yep. That's everybody. And back. To- oh, yeah. Back to me. Oh, TJ, geez, that's a lot of people. Um, This movie has a runtime of 112 minutes. Wait, anyone else got to talk about? 112 minutes? I read that isn't, wrong. Isn't 122 six... minutes, because it's a two-hour movie, people. I was about to say, isn't it two hours and two minutes? <laughs> yeah. Weirdly, like, this movie could have been a little bit longer. A little also, bit. Also, it felt long, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's certain parts that you could have extended and certain parts you could have cut. Yes. Like, I guess two hours is fine, but they could have just reworked the movie. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, this movie was released July 21st, 2014 at Dolby Theater, but world, or released in the United States August 1st, 2014. <gasps> the movie's budget... It's got two budgets for some reason. It's got a net budget of one... Well, what's the difference? What's the difference? I should know this. Net and gross? Yeah, it's net and gross. Net is what it... Gross is what it gross. What's net? It's profit? Yes. Because what I got down, it is... I have a $170 million budget. And it gross... No, see, like, I have a hundred six. I have 195 net, 232 gross. Yeah, but I just have... If you go back on the Wikipedia page... Yeah. I'm on the Wikipedia page at the right okay, corner. No, like, if you go to list the list of Marvel movies... Oh, at okay. The, at the bottom of it, it gives you box office, and then it just gives you a budget, and then there it says um, Guardians of Galaxy did 170 million in budget. Okay, well, whatever the budget was, it grossed a lot of money. It grossed 773 million dollars, TJ. That sure did. You know what that does to us, TJ? Puts it at number three. Yeah, it lands us in the top five box office of that year. Because we've been putting this off for the last... Yeah, we're finally in the top five, TJ, of our 2014. How happy are you? I don't know, because we're coming to the end of a string of good movies. I, I was thinking about that while watching this. I, like, I remember the last one we watched for this movie series was The Son of Bat... Or was it Batman? We've had, like, a few good and a few bad. No, we've had a string of literally good movies. Oh, no, we have... Okay, so we have this. We did... Because we did Winter Soldiers, Days of Future no, Past. No, no, I remember. So, Days of Future Past was good. Before that was X-Men 2. Or not X-Men... I made Spider-Man 2, which was... Oh, uh, which was good. We yeah. both really liked it. Yeah, I don't remember it. Then we had Son of Batman, which we both were like... Okay, it was Amazing Spider-Man 2, uh, Days of Future Past, last week and now this week. Yes, and then Captain America Civil War was before that, and Justice League War. So we had like a hit or miss, I feel, for the past month or so. Well, no, if you take out Son of Batman, it's Son of Batman and um, War were in between Winter Soldiers, true, but every other movie past that was good. Live action though- wise, I guess. Yeah, because we've had a string of nothing but good movies, really, for the last four weeks. Because we were surprised at how good Amazing Spider-Man 2. We recognized it was garbage, Yeah, but we really liked it anyway. Yes. Yes, hey, and we we fought about Days of Future Past, but in the end, you went from a oh. five to an eight. <laughs> I so about that. yeah, yeah, and then obviously 
you know, last week we both liked that movie, and then this week. Is this going to be the end of a good series, I guess, though, for us? Well, that's disheartening. I don't know what the next, I don't know what the next movie is an animated movie, right? Yeah, it's a Batman movie. Yeah, I don't know how good that's going to be, but uh, it might be good. be good. Nope, it's going to be good for you, let's say that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, how we go on this topic, uh, box office. So, gross pay is what employees earn before taxes, benefits, and other payroll deductions are within us. And What's the amount that? after is your net. So, after taxes, essentially. Why is that broken down like whatever? I don't know why they broke it down like that. That's the first move on, this, on our list so far that's been broken down like that, right? Yes. Yeah, that's bizarre. Anyways. So, yeah, we got to the top five box office of 2014. So, let's do this. At number five is Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1. They're, they're, they're at movies. They're made $755 million. At number four, it's one of the first Disney live action remakes they started doing. Well, I can, let me guess. Yeah. yeah you're not going to guess it, but give your shot, man. I want to well, say. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me rephrase this. It's not a remake, but it's a Disney live action that's based off a character in one of their movies that's animated. Maleficent. There we go. Yeah, because I can't say remake, but yes, it's Maleficent. It made $758, movie, $758 million. All those freaking movies always make tons of money, and they're always terrible. Yes, yeah, that movie was trash. I hate it. I, I went there with my sister and saw this. I this should be a good story. Like, I was like, why are they making this villain sympathetic? To why, be fair, why, why I, I am, to be fair, I am judging on those movies based on reviews that I've seen of them, because I've never seen a single one of them. They're just cash grabs. I've seen Maleficent. I've seen Maleficent. I've seen... They've done them all. I know. I've only seen... I think I've only seen that in Mulan. I haven't seen Lion King. I haven't seen Beauty and the Beast. I haven't seen all the other ones. I know they're, I know they're not good. I saw Mulan because I was sitting in my family's house and had it on. And TJ, it's not It's not good. It's, it's that's, that's a trash movie. Yeah, well, I knew those movies were going to be trash. Yeah, that's why I avoid them, but... Like, it's have, not like, like every... <sighs> It's not like good trash is what I'm trying to say. Like there there's like like Frozen. Like everyone loves either loves or hates that movie, you know what I mean? But yeah. there's a reason why people like it. But like I don't see anybody that's like I really love the live remake of this. And I, people, I mean if, I mean they make they millions they, and billions of dollars. So people must be liking it. They like them, but I've never said I let me finish my sentence. Yeah. I love Let's just go to I love the remake of Beauty and the Beast. I'll I'll watch that one over the original every time. <laughs> Never once. No, no. Now that being said, it's not for us though. It's for the new generation. Well, They're I redoing know. this for the younger kids. They have a why new don't audience. They just do it, reanimate it. <laughs> not even, or if you're gonna do a live action one, like like the sister animated ones are so good usually. Just do a shot for shot remake. Yeah, that too. You can do it that way. Like it's a good movie. They're, they're short, not complicated. Like if you want to improve on something, maybe add a song or two, but it's good. Just do a shot for shot remake. It's because they always they have to get those and I hate this word, but they have to get the stupid wokeness in there. And Ooh, I know I, I sound, we, we I mean sound that. like for for instance, um, they have to like the villain can't just be a villain like a Maleficent. She's got to be a hero too. You know what I mean? Well, what's woke about that though? Like the, it's like um, are you using the wokeness of the term that the that the, the yeah? The, I'm using the, it how they the, would as, use as it. The, uh, yes, that's how it's used now, nowadays. So that's how stuff. I'm using it. Liberals yes. and conservatives, like conservatives. Use, okay, okay. So yeah, using it in I, that sense, I, I'm using it in that sense. Yes, okay. like they have to. It's it's like they they don't 
stay true. Like Maleficent's supposed to be this evil witch. It's but a goddamn no, name, Maleficent. Yeah. You can't you can't you can't do that anymore because it like it's it hurts someone's feelings or some bullshit. It's like shut up. Well I don't think they did it for that reason. I think they did it for marketability reasons. Like, okay, let's well, make yeah, it I somewhat likable. Not so just because what? it's gonna be easy. It's like it's just like let's, we can't have a bad movie about bad person. It's Disney. Why why couldn't they just focus on the hero of the freaking story? I think since it was the first one I think they're trying something different. Like, and it and got like mixed to like not great reviews. So, I'm like, you know what? Let's just stick with the other ones and just keep them like. Like the prince. The prince is the hero of that story. Why isn't he the hero of the story? Because sex. Because that's. Which one is that? Snow White or Sleeping Beauty? That's Sleeping Beauty. So maybe it's like a. Like, you don't want him kissing a sleeping girl, right? Yeah, but that is. Is that even <laughs> in that movie? Is that in that movie at all? It does. Ha- is, I think it does happen in this movie. Is, yes. Is happens. she in it? Is Aurora in it? Who? Sleeping Beauty. That's her that's name. That's her name? You nerd. Yes. Yes. But yeah, that's Maleficent. Um, not good. Disney remakes Wait, are terrible. What number was that? That's four. Okay. <laughs> We're only doing a five of them, so it's, it's fine. It's fine. Um, this is three. Yep. And number three is Guardians of the Galaxy. That was $773 million. Wait, and number, wait, wait. Let me... The top two are franchise movies. One of them's Transformers. Yep. The other one is Harry Potter. No, Harry no. Potter is done. Well, no, isn't there a part two to Duffy Hollows? We already did that, TJ. Oh. Or maybe hold on, is that 2015 then? I don't know. I'm I I haven't seen that last the last two. No, it's not on this list at all. Oh, okay. The top ones of franchise. Yes, you got one of them. Obviously, it was, which one's Transformers? Number one and number two. It's number one, Sam. Yeah, I made a lot of money. Then I don't know what number two is. At number two, The Hobbit: The Battle of the Five Armies. Never seen any of those movies. Later have I. And that's sad that Transformers beat out a Lord of the Rings movie. Because the, the prequels are terrible. Uh, the Hobbit Battle of Five Armies made. You know what? I'm curious. $956 million. Yeah. I'm curious. You just said that. What did the Star Wars prequels rake in? Uh, hold on, we get to that. At number one is Transformers Age of Extinction with $1.1 billion. Yeah, that's right. So the Star Wars prequels came out, what? 1999 was the first one. So 1999 was. Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. I don't know if this is adjusted for inflation or not, but that made it must be adjusted. It made nine hundred twenty-four million dollars. I know they made a lot of money. Yes. I'm just curious where they placed. What do you mean in the in Star the, Wars universe-wise, no, money-wise, or like box office? Or were they number oh. one? No, hold on. The, the first one, yeah, Star Wars Episode One was number one with nine hundred and twenty-four million. But number two was the Sixth Sense. So, ah, number three was Toy Story Two. How did Toy Story Two lose the Sixth Sense? Oh no! We wow, didn't cover, we didn't cover the nineteen ninety-nine box office. No, I'm looking at it right now because number okay, Star Wars number one, number two, Sixth Sense, number three, Star Wars, Toy Story Two, number four, The Matrix. Like that's wow. And number five, Tarzan. The animated one. Uh huh. Yeah. Because that could be a thousand. Tarzan. No, it's the animated one. I mean, I guess if it made a top five, it'd have to be the Disney Tarzan. Exactly. I guess number t- 2001 was. So, two? I don't know. That seems short. A short turnaround for George Lucas, though. So, 2003. Because, goddamn, where are they at? I don't see them in the top 10. Lord of the Rings. 2002 uh, was episode two. Really? Hold on. That's what it says. 2002. It may. Oh, yeah. I guess, I guess number four. Man, uh, for number one. Well, to be fair, okay, at 2002, the box office was Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, made oh, 900 million. Sense. Harry Potter, Chamber of Secrets, was made 800. Yeah. They got Spider Man making 800. And then Star Wars, Episode 2, 600. Okay. And then 2005 was 
uh, Revenge of the Sith. And Revenge of the Sith places at... That's not bad. At number one was Harry Potter, Goblet of Fire, 800. Makes sense. And number two was Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, with 868. Prequels, those prequels suck, too, yet not a single one of them was below top five. Because of Star Wars. I know. I'm just saying. That's why. And, and also, I think it was like a, what, a, like how, like a 30, 40-year gap between those two, the prequels and the OGs. So okay. people were writing the hype way up off the first one, and I, they slowly peter out. The second one was terrible. The yeah. third one was like, okay, this, this wasn't bad. But the, the Hobbit prequels were just garbage. Yeah, but so were the prequels. So I'm just saying. It well, and I, and I, but also, like, the Hobbits were based off of one book stretch out to three movies yeah, I, i'm not disagreeing with you i'm just saying people like garbage no i mean again 2014 the number one movie was transformers age of extinction 1.1 billion dollars yeah no, people yeah we were, had we had a slew of good movies superhero movies they couldn't be transformers so god 2015 oh my god that's when a force awaken comes out that movie made so much money tj star wars of course it did that movie made a lot of money holy shit Anyways, that's the 2014 box office, ladies and gentlemen. Any behind-the-scenes stuff we'll talk about, TJ? Um, not really. There was the, you know, James Gunn rewriting the Perlman script pretty much completely. And then there was a lot of... They were having trouble finding the Star-Lord, so a lot of people were considered for the role. Anyone worth mentioning? Well, there's a bunch of names that I don't know that you might know. Joel Egerton? Yeah, I know the name. Uh, Give me a second, the face. It's in my head. Joel Egerton. He's, uh, I did a Kingsman's movies. What? The Kingsman movies, King, the Kingsman Secret Service. Uh, I'm hovering over a name. The things that I'm seeing, he was in Attack of the Clones, apparently. And Revenge of the Sith. Really? What it says. I don't know what he was. Oh, Joe Okay, what would you know him in? Apparently, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. I don't know who he played, though. He's got a face. Was that... he, like, a robot? What, a robot or something in this? I don't think so. He's got a face. Um, it's a very white face, TJ. Like, I, I'm looking at his face right now, but yeah. I don't recognize who he is. Well, he, he's going to be in a movie I'm picking for our sabbatical, so. Is it still the same one that you told me, like, four months ago? Yes. Okay. So, we'll see him in that coming up. But, like, okay. I, there's nothing I'm looking at you would know. Okay. Well, they also were considering a guy named Jack Houston. Who? Jack Houston. I don't know. He was in Boardwalk Empire. I don't watch that. Uh, Jim Sturgis. I know the name. Again? No idea. He was in, was he... And TJ would know none of these movies, so... Yep, keep talking. You don't know any uh, of this stuff. Eddie Redmayne? Eddie Redmayne. Uh, you wouldn't know him either, TJ. <laughs> like, I'm not going to bother naming things that guy's in. Lee Pace? Have you seen Les Mis? No. Oh, so goddamn. Oh, you like Harry Potter, right? Have you seen new Fantastic Beasts movies? No. Goddamn. Well, okay, whatever. <laughs> Lee Pace? I just read that name somewhere. He was in the movie. He's in this movie? As Ronan. Oh, well, yeah, he was considered for Star, Star Lord 2. Okay. Uh, then we get some names that I do Captain Marvel. Where is it Captain Marvel? Huh? Ronan, the character is a Captain Marvel. Is he? Apparently, it says in his credits. I don't remember. Oh, must be a flashback or some shit. Voice uh, the names I do re- know, it was Zachary Levy was considered. Okay. So Shazam. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. JGO. Michael Rosenbaum. I don't know if you know who he is. I do know him. Yeah, he played Lex Luthor in Smallville. Yeah, he's a podcast now. And then there's some guy named John Gallagher Jr. The last guy was Glenn Howerton. I know that name, but I'm looking him up. What's he it? was Dennis from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <gasps> That's always where I know. Him. I'm I'm a fan, guys. I like I love that show a lot. I, I watched a lot of it. I watched like ten seasons of it. Or yeah, something like and they're that. still making seasons. So I'm I'm really behind on it, but 
Oh man, I mean, it, it, it definitely loses its charm. Like it's like what it used to be great, but it's still a good show. Yeah. I'm surprised you watched that many of it, TJ. I was one. It was like one of those binge things that I was uh, on. You know what I mean? Did you enjoy the show or no? Yeah, I went to watch ten seasons if I did. Well, that's fair. It just seems like something you, I, like I, I couldn't imagine you watching. I was shocked. I watched it like when it was in like its tenth season. Or something. Oh, okay, okay. Like I just recently in the last I don't know year watched the first six and a half, seven and a half seasons of The Office. No, did you guys, did you just like start watching this stuff during a pandemic and you was like, yeah, I got time. Or was it just no, like... it's just, yeah. you know, it's something I've been interested in watching for a while. Okay. Like, I'll just do that. I'll go around and just watch things. Like, one time I watched 15 seasons of South Park. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Like, I, but like, I haven't watched it again since and there's like yeah. 17 more seasons. So it's I was going like, say, yeah. Like, all of a sudden, Philadelphia's on season 16 now. So like... That's how I... That's how I consume things. I consume things in chunks. Like I envy that. And then I, so I got a shitload. Like uh, it was, I think last year I just watched everything Star Wars. You remember I was talking about it all the time. Like yeah, I watched were. like the Clone Wars, the Rebels, and all the TV shows and everything else. And I just watched it all in a chunk. God, I envy that. And they're still making more shit. So you gotta catch that back up on it again. Yeah, I think I left off. What was the last? I think the last thing I watched was Obi Wan. Oh, that that that. I liked Obi Wan. I, I hated it. I did. Between that and Boba Fett, I hated Boba Fett more. I like Boba Fett too. So. Ew. What's wrong with you, man? They're not good. Okay. Just not good. They're terrible. This <laughs> is the the first. This is the difference between a Star Wars fanboy and a Star Wars casual. I'm not even a fanboy. It's like good. Oh story. yes, you are. Uh, I'm not okay, TJ. Well, it is me being a fanboy for sure. But also, it's like it's just bad storytelling. Very lazy, bad storytelling. That's why it's like my biggest issue with those two shows. Okay, <sighs> I would have to rewatch them and like go into critic mode because we weren't reviewing anything. Yeah. So I was just casually watching them. That's fair. So I didn't have any problem with anything. Now that being said, people enjoy them. That's fine. You can enjoy whatever you want. Who am I? But as a critic and Star Wars fanboy and uh, film student and film lover and shit like that. And my biggest gripe of the two shows and why I hate Boba Fett more is like, why bring a character that died back and like just barely do anything with this character, that character? Like, what's he the didn't point? Die. It's just, it was just a fan service. I mean, it's all fan service. My, my fan service. You argument. hate, you hate, you hate. And we had this I know, argument. I know, I know. We, it's we just like. Deep the character into this argument. Is, the character is dead. And you're gonna bring him back. Cool. Do something with him. And it's like we don't know what to do with this character because there's another character show that pretty much is the same thing. Then keep the motherfucker dead. That's all. I'm not gonna go on that rant again, but it's just it's just bad. Anyway, I forgot. Yeah. There's more behind the scenes stuff. Oh god damn it. Okay, continue. We'll have to get some water. Because this movie won 22 awards. Oh, I was gonna bring that up. Yeah. It won best. Feature film, live action for Guardians of the Galaxy. Best feature film? I'm sad. What was the box the, office that year? At the 3D Creative Arts Award. 2014, right? Yep. It also won the Art Directors Guilds Award for Excellence in Production Design for a Fantasy Film, Charles Wood. Wow, that's saying... <laughs> So look at the top 10 box office of that year. So 10, not Interstellar, then Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2... Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Captain America Civil War, Expedition Future Past, Hunger Games, Maleficent, Guardians, Hobbit, and Transformers. It's all fantasy stuff. That's just amazing to me. I guess granted they used a lot of costumes in this one. And the other shit's usually like CGI. Yeah. It also won two Critic Choice Awards for Best Action Movie. Best? Nah. What? It won? Best Action Movie for Critic Choice Awards. Over Captain America Civil Winter Soldier. Yeah, I disagree with that too. Yeah, but yeah. But it also know. won... 
And it also won Best Makeup for David White, so I guess he was the makeup the, artist. The makeup wasn't even like, good in this movie. Yeah, but at least they used makeup. But the makeup, Gamora's just painted in green face. Drax, yeah, Drax not... has detail on him. I'll give you Drax. But there's no CG. I mean, Groot CG. Rocket I mean, CG. I know, but like... I know, I get look at like at Transformers, The Hobbit, uh, Hunger Games, X-Men. It also won the, Apes, yeah. the Detroit Films Critics Society Award oh. for Best Ensemble Cast, according to Zellers. And then it won the Empire Award, Best Female Newcomer, Karen Gillian. Okay. It won two Golden Trailer Awards for she Best... She didn't even do anything in the movie as a Best Female, whatever. What did she do to make you like, oh, that's a good actress? Uh, we had this argument before about actresses <laughs> yeah. winning awards. I'm not going to go into it again. But like, she did nothing. She was like, I hate you, she sister. Had a, like, she had a fight scene. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it mm-hmm. won two Golden Trailer Awards for Best Music and Best Fantasy Adventure TV Spot. I guess there were some trailers. Okay. Uh, it also won the Guild of Music Supervisors Award for Best Music Supervision for Films Budgeted Over $25 Million. That's specific. God, that really is. It also won the Hollywood Film Award for Hollywood Blockbuster Award. Okay. Captain America was so much better. It also won the Hollywood Music and Media Awards for Soundtrack Album. Fair, because I was a sucker when the movie, this movie came out. Yeah, but you know what? I don't Ooga think you should. Ooga. I don't think you should get an award for picking good songs and putting them in. A, you know what I no, mean? No, you know how hard that is? I guess. Well, look at Suicide Squad, how it's just threw songs in there willy-nilly. At least the songs kind of fit the mood and the vibe of the scene. Okay, were, I, I guess, I guess. Yeah, some movies, some people just don't know how to do it, apparently. Fair, okay. Because <laughs> I initially agreed with you, but I was like, nah, some people suck at that. All right, so it also won a Hugo Award for Best Dramatic Presentation Long Form. What? Well, best, best Dramatic Presentation Comic Long Form. Is that what? Is that supposed to be? Like, it's just like a best long movie? I guess. What the f- is that supposed to be? Best dramatic. Presentation. Comic. Long form. This is why we do these, these because they're ridiculous, these awards. They just make up awards. It also won a couple of Makeup Artist and Hairstyle Guild Awards for Best Contemporary Makeup in a Feature Length Motion Picture and Best special makeup effects in a feature-length motion picture. Sure. And then it said... Then it won a New York Films Critic Online Award for Top Films of the Year. And then it won a Nebula Award for the Ray Bradbury Nebula Award for Outstanding Dramatic Presentation. The award has been described, going back to the best dramatic presentation, Mm -hmm. long form. The award has been described as a fine showcase for speculative fiction what does that mean what's speculative fiction is it all- <laughs> like, i don't need to have, i don't shouldn't have to google isn't translate the definition fi- isn't <laughs> isn't fiction all speculative i mean <laughs> maybe it's just like grandiose maybe like just like oh what's maybe because we can have one of our viewers to decipher this shit for us i don't i'm not okay. thinking that I hurt my brain. Anyway, we got a, they won a bunch of Saturn awards too for best comic to film motion picture. I was gonna say, is it like based off any comic or is it just... really? Oh. It won for best director. Chris Pratt won for best actor. I disagree wholeheartedly with that. Yeah, one. I do. Yeah, he was fine in that, but not. He was best. fine, yeah, but I mean, you know, Captain America. I'll tell you yeah, that. Chris, you know, he's no Chris Evans. No, it also won best makeup too. So that. Apparently, makeup's a big thing. 
Oh, it's a huge thing on Halloween. Usually it goes to like sci-fi stuff like Star Trek and shit like that, but like this wasn't that good. And then the last two film two awards at once was the St. Louis Film Critics Association Award. There was a lot of award because it it won best soundtrack and best comedy film. Okay. Best comedy. Okay. Sure. I mean, sure, yeah, yeah, whatever. Not really. It's not that funny, but okay. It's chuck-worthy, yeah. but it's not like... That was that. They won 22 awards in all. Lots. Anyway, yeah, that one hurt my brain a little bit, though. The long-form one? Yeah, I know. That's why I, wanted to, that's why I like doing the awards. Like, what was that? It was supposed to whatever. Uh, anything else? Behind the scenes-wise, no. Trailers! Yeah, I got a couple of trailers, too. What'd you get? I got a bunch of Marvel trailers, honestly. Yeah, sounds about right. I got one for Winter Soldier. I got one for the entire Phase 1 of the MCU. I got Phase 2, I guess? Oh, because Avengers yeah. did happen, so yeah. Yeah, I, ha- I got a trailer for Ultimate Spider-Man, which... Looking at the trailer was um, Spider-Verse before Spider-Verse. Oh, really? You think so? Yeah. No, I know so, because it has, like, the Spider-Pig and the Spider-Noir guy. Hey, nice. So, yeah. So why is it okay for Spider-Verse to copy that, but not Homecoming this copy Spider-Verse? So I didn't know, um, Marcus, I, I didn't know about it, TJ. So, huh? Huh, Marcus? Huh, Marcus? He met Spider-Man, I guess? Yeah, that's what Spider-Man It's actually got a subtitle or something. Is it a se- the, she- the show series, or...? It's a cartoon series. It's four seasons. Oh my god! Yeah, copied it. But copied it. You know market. what? It's a show. That's why it says account. Whereas the Spider Verse <laughs> oh. did it as a movie. Oh, so, it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> is that what we're going with yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. The Ultimate Spider Man had four seasons to do a good stories, while Spider Verse had it to do it in an hour and a half, probably. Let's see how long that movie was. I'm fast forwarding through the trailer right now. Hold on, let's see if I can find out what the actual name of this is called. Ultimate Spider-Man Web Warriors, it's called. Web? So Spider-Verse is two hours long? Jesus Christ. Sorry. Wow. It's a good movie. It's such a good movie. Ultimate Spider-Man Web Warriors, it's called. Web? I see it. War. Yeah, it has four seasons, though. So that's that's why. Oh, see? It stole it from that. And the main character's not black, probably, so there's that, too. Oh, I do see it. They got Spider-Man Noir and shit like that. Yeah. Well, Spider-Verse is the best. And I'm going to cut this part out so I sound still <laughs> so, good. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so I also got a trailer for Guardian of the Galaxy Universal Weapons, a garbage uh, cell phone game. I got a trailer for Disney Infinity. I don't know if you know what that is. Uh, online playing, probably? No, it was uh, a video game where you had to buy figures for it. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so that that's not the funk. Is it? Yeah. Shocker. That's been the funk for a while now. Like says, I actually got a bunch of those figures. Though. So they still work for anything? They will still work with the game if you have it. That's pretty sweet. Um, and then I got Disney Movies Anywhere app. The fuck? It's an app for Disney Movies Anywhere. I guess it was straight. <laughs> oh, what's it for again, TJ? Huh? Disney Movies Anywhere. <laughs> Disney Movies Anywhere. I guess it was Disney. What is it? Disney Plus? Is that what it's called? Oh, uh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I think it was Disney Plus before it was Disney Plus. Yeah. And that's it. That's all I got. Oh, sweet. Um, is that, is that really it? <laughs> that's all I got. You got to take over now. It's your turn. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we talked about the cast. We talked about the box office. We talked about the trailers. You ready to get into it, TJ? Yeah, let's go into it. So, we start this movie with one of the saddest intros we're ever going to get in the series. No, we start off with a Lifetime movie. Yeah, it's a Lifetime sad-ass because why. It's even got kind of got a quality of a lifetime movie it does it? it does it does um 1988 so dramatic well first off i got a side question so it's earth 
but they call it Terran, I guess. Yes. So that's so Earth is in the galaxy of people they visit. Yes. And it's called Terran because reasons. It's called Terran in the universe. We named it Earth. So okay. So they know this Earth. This they know this planet exists. Then yes. And he's never been back. What else he got to go back to? It's Earth. Yeah. Why would he go back? Because he always seems like he always feel like I guess he's, his mom dies. Spoiler: at the beginning of this movie, his mom dies and sad fucking death, cancer. Uh, but like it seems like he's always been like homesick and always wanted to go back home or like sh- like that. He never got homesick at all. Or just like 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 finding him. Like he, he well, in the second like, one, he wants to find his dad. He knows. When I watched this opening, I was like, okay, I thought the same thing. I was like, why did he go back to his grandpa or whatever? Yeah. But I was under the impression that the Ravagers went and let him go, and by the time he was old enough, he's out in the world. Why would he bother? Uh, but like, okay, he seems like an orphan, which he kind of is now. And it's like, well, no, he was kidnapped. But that's well, that too. Yeah, it's like it's always felt like I always got the vibe. Maybe it was just me, like mis mis misremembering his motive most motives. But I always thought he had wanted to go back home or like to visit, I guess, or something. But. And he never brings that up at all. His vibe is like retro eighties, is what I know. Kind of, as is always thought. No, his but his vibe is based off of the tragedy of losing. Yeah, mom. yeah. It's not a missing of his home planet. As okay. far as he's concerned, he doesn't. There's nothing to go back to. He doesn't seem like he doesn't talk about his grandpop or anything like that. His grandpop's actually probably dead at this. Point. Oh, for sure, for thirty years. Yeah, sure, yeah. for sure, twenty. So. It's like, let's, why go back? There's nothing there for him. There's nothing. But I, 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 for some, I must be reading too much into it or something. I always got that vibe of like him wanting to go back. And I just thought he didn't know what planet he was from. But they keep saying, you're from this planet. It's like, oh, he knows where he's from then. No, I never okay. once thought that. I just thought he didn't want to go back. Was, what's the point? Probably not. Yeah, there's, there's no point. But I just thought that was something he wanted to do. But anyways. So yeah, it's the beginning of the movie. Mom dies in a Lifetime movie. Super sad and this is peter quill by the way guys his motivation he runs away gets abducted and kidnapped by his newfound family the ravengers and we get a uh credit the marvel credit and yeah so rich's movie is peter quill goes on and finds an orb he takes he steals it for money betrays his family father uh rogue uh, not roku uh yandu, yandu and the ravengers and peter quill goes to go sell this thing and has a bounty on his head because he stole this thing i do want to talk about the opening scene though yeah the actual opening scene of him kicking animals or shit? yeah what yeah with the music because when i saw this in theaters this was really cool yeah but re-watching it it didn't seem to live up to it to me for some reason i thought the same thing about this whole movie tj yeah and something was just felt a little diminished well you know what the problem was what we had 20 years of cinema mm it's true and marvel storytelling this movie at the time was definitely this is our first time off the planet proper and seeing a whole other side of the galaxy having proper fun it's music like that we have in this movie the characters is, this is all different it's like kind of fresh at the time now we have so much of these characters and store like they're 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 farther along in the stories and visually like this is it's good but yeah. I, I was i had to keep myself that mindset like oh yeah i remember 2014 well, like i even remember the song being better yes if that makes sense yes and i'm not that the song's terrible or bad by any means it's it's perfectly fine and it's it's actually very good yeah, was, it's I, just it's just it felt a little diminished Maybe we, maybe you're right. We just became jaded. That's what it is. Like this movie is funny and has quips, but now the movies are so overabundance with it. We're like, eh, we're we're spoiled. We are first world spoiled with these movies now. Like, yes, this, we are. Yes, we we have we're at that point where we forgot about the blades and the Howard the ducks and all the bad ones. We're so spoiled. <laughs> and that, until we went back and reviewed them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, like this is a good movie. 
I'll say that it's right a, now. It's a great movie. And yeah. it has its problems, for sure. There's got a lot of Honestly. things I do not like about this movie. It's easier to pick them out, too, and being jaded. Yeah, being jaded and then being, like, further along the storylines. But at the time this movie came out, this was revolutionary. Yeah. Like, me shitting on the makeup design, still really good. The yeah, costume, yeah. the set pieces. Like, this is a fun escapism movie that we needed. Like, it made superheroes to the next level in the, in the, in the Yeah, it got us to MCU. cosmic level. Yeah. And it did it well, too. Yeah. Because that's a big jump. And with characters no one knew. Yeah. Like, this is this is revolutionary. So, we can, like, we get, like, when you think about it. So, okay, Peter Quill steals the orb. We turn out, which turns out later to be a, a Tesseract. Or not the, uh, uh, Infinity Stone. An Infinity Stone. Uh, which one is it, though? I don't it's know purple, so I want to say soul. They didn't say it, though, did they? They didn't. I think in Endgame and Infinity War, when they kill each other for the soul stone, isn't that the purple one? Oh, that would actually make sense that that's the stone that he, that, uh, it's because it doesn't, that was the power stone, apparently. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense, right? This is a power stone. Okay, right so power, soul stone, uh, time, all that shit. Isn't this just the one that, uh, what's her face? Gamora. Spoilers, dies over. Uh, yes, Gamora dies and Black Widow, yes. Well, yeah, Black Widow dies, but like it makes sense that Gamora dies where because yes. it's the stone from this movie. That makes, that makes I complete never, sense. I didn't, even, I didn't even pick up on that yeah. one until yeah. now. But see, this, this movie sets up a lot of dominoes for later on in the series. Yes. Really does. well, and they just kept mining from this it's a really good movie uh, <laughs> so yeah peter quill soul stone or no power stone betrays yondu sets himself up for a bounty people are hunting for him his bounty is rocket and groot also god this one's complicated so thanos has two daughters nebula and gamora and they're for some reason adopted by are they adopted or are they getting mentored by Ronan? no no or nope. what's like what's ronin's deal thanos lent them to ronin and why so to get the stone but like why is Ronan's angry at Nep- uh, what planet is this Nova whatever planet Nova's on Xandar for reasons because he's no because he's a, a religious zealot who doesn't like the peace treaty that his planet and Xandar signed okay so he's angry at this planet for reasons yes and so Thanos rents out his daughters to get the power stone yes that Peter stole yes okay and all that happens. Gamora goes to get the Power Stone, but not for reasons that for her dad. She wants to get rid of it because she's had a chance of heart off screen. No. Like, no, no, Gamora, yeah. She's like, I don't want my dad to have it because this is going to destroy the universe. But she doesn't have a change of heart so much. She's always kind of hated her dad. Right now, she's selling it, though, because she wants to be free of Thanos. Okay. She doesn't have she doesn't have the change of heart until later in the movie when they realize what it is. Oh, okay, yeah, when they're like, "Oh, this is really strong." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. Okay, yeah, but she's betraying her dad and all that. So that means Nebula is not after her own sister, which is fun. I like it. I like it. Um, you know, shit happens. They struggle with each other because they're they're all different, unique you know, characters. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this now. Yeah. Even past this movie, Nebula has a better story arc than Gamora. A okay. You hit on the thing I hate about this movie. Ah, uh, I agree with you 100%. Nebula, I love her, this character so much from this movie and the sequels. She's just a great character. Hope she never dies because I will be crying in the theaters if I see that happen. She's a strong, like, I think the characters they should have followed in this movie more so are the two sisters because I like their stories more than Finn or Well, Peter's. here's the thing. This movie is about Gamora. Yes. But it should have been about Nebula. <laughs> That too. One of them I would like, like to focus more because on. Because Nebula's like conflict, she's the little sister yeah. out of, uh, of the two abused 
sisters yes. trying to make it, but the older sisters like abandoned her almost. Uh huh. So the story should have been more focused around that. Kind of like Sasuke and uh, his brother, right? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not doing Naruto. Um, but now the thing I don't like about this movie is Gomorrah. I don't think they do her justice in this movie. She is kind of bland in this movie. Okay, because I don't want to be like feminist Marcus again, but they pipe up to be the most badass female assassin warrior yeah, in the universe. Want, and, you know, remember, like, nostalgic, I remembered it that way. Same. But the first interaction of uh, the... She gets her ass kicked by Quill and a raccoon yes. and a tree. Yes. It's like, this is the daughter of Thanos, who's the most weaponized woman, really? And then the rest of the movie, she takes a backseat and always, like, loses all her fights. It's like, what? We have Scarlet... Yeah. No, we have Scarlet Johansson's Black Widow on Earth doing kicking ass like a motherfucker. So we've seen female characters kicking ass, and this character should be, like, murderous. And it's like, yes. Yeah, I think they kind of, like, did her dirty yeah. in this movie. I know she's betraying Thanos to get the orb. Yes. Why isn't she killing Peter Quill here? Yeah. Oh, God, TJ. There's a lot of... That's another gripe of mine. There's so much, like, plot armor in these for these characters in this movie. There's, been, like, multiple instances where they're just standing around with a thing in their face. Like, they should be dead here. This one should be and dead it, here. And it doesn't help that Ronan the Destroyer... Is, no, that's Drax the Destroyer, right? Wait, is... Drax what? the Destroyer, Ronan the Impale... Um, the accuser. Accuser. Ronan the accuser. Terrible villain. Very. <laughs> He's boring. <laughs> Very. They try to make him intimidating, and like the, he kills off the um, other Thanos. Yes. But it's like, hey, it's like, like we saw him once or twice in like, Right. This. We saw him once or twice. Two. He was stronger than freaking Loki yeah. in the other movie, and this guy yes. can do it. This guy with a hammer. But for some reason, this guy with a hammer can't get down to a planet and touch it. <laughs> Right. Like, what? And is Thanos really scared of this guy, even with a power stone? Yeah, it's like, they don't really show the power dynamics of these characters properly, of the villains properly. Um, no. But yeah, those, those, those are my few gripes in the movie. Soundtrack's great. Uh, but yeah, so Quill has the power stone. The the, the main characters kind of don't get along, but do get along because they're awkward family. They're like, ah, we don't know who each other are. Well, not really, because they get captured. They, they fight each other. They get thrown in prison together. And because of the bounty on Quill and... Gamora's no, 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 no notoriety, they kind of just stick together yes. and they don't they don't actually become friends towards the end of the movie. Yeah, but like, yeah, everyone wants Gamora dead. I was thinking in the prison scene, oh, we're going to see her kick ass. And she doesn't. No, it's like, she should have... Drax, Drax kicks her ass. Yeah, it's like, this lady should be a weapon. And she's not no, do- nothing against Drax. Drax should be... Drax should kick ass too. Yeah. But Drax gets his ass kicked throughout the movie. He yes. gets his ass kicked by Ronan so bad. Yes. And now maybe I'm thinking, like, hey, maybe it's limitations of, like, the actress, uh, Zoe Saldana, maybe didn't know how to fight properly and didn't have time to prepare. Whatever. But then you got Drax, is played by Dave Bautista, who's a wrestler. It's like, where's his action scenes, that guy? Yeah, I mean, like, worse that like it's again, he goes he goes one on one with Ronin. It doesn't even get a good shot at no, which is cool because you guys you show Ronin's power kind of, but like still like yeah, but like he doesn't get his come up in Slater either. No, though. he doesn't get his like when they sh- sh- get onto the bridge in the like the third act. It's Quill that shoots him with the giant rocket launcher thing. Yes, the only thing that Drax does is shoot that power stone out of his hand so that. Quill can get to it yeah. at the end. Like, this movie's very, like, 
things have to happen a certain way. But like it does just, it sets up things in this movie that kind of don't pay off later. But it sets up stuff later in movies that play off later. So it's like I don't know. Um, what was it? That? I don't know. We just jumped the roll around there. But yeah, so they guys they get captured in the prison. They escape from prison. Cool scene. Uh. They learn what the power stone really does. They kind of want to get rid of it, kind of keep it. They don't want to do it with each other. The collector's scene is just Easter eggs. Easter eggs galore. You want to talk about any of the Easter eggs, or do you not? Well, did you see the first The first thing that you see in there is one of the elves from yeah. War Dark World? Yeah, it's like, no. oh, yeah. He was, like, in the right corner somewhere, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, the first one you see, and then it's, like... If you think about it too hard, I mean, this guy is terrible. He's a monster. He's got all these people kidnapped in, in these prisons. He even, like, has slaves working for him. Yes. And it's an issue for them, too. It's like, I don't want to be here doing this shit. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the collector... He, he collector expositions, like, what this Power Stone does. Still vague, yeah. but kind of, like, the powerful thing that helps you destroy planets. I w- but, when he shows us all the other Power Stones. Yeah, but it's like, why did like... I was like, why would he tell them that? Uh, because the audience needed to know that we're ramping up the <laughs> Infinity Stone. That's true, I guess. But, like, if I'm collecting something, like, diabolical like that, I ain't telling you what this thing is. Like, it's just a shiny rock and I wanted it. To be fair, he doesn't tell them that he has the ether, so... Fair. So it's like maybe he just wants this one stone, you know? Yeah. It's powerful. It's not like he's letting his hand on that he's collecting them all. That's true. Uh, but things go south with it. And yeah. these guys are just. One of them's Gamora, so. It's like she's already betraying Thanos. What more is he going to do? And these other guys are just nobodies. True. So. That's very true. Yeah, that's fair. That's true. It's not like he's facing down with Iron Man right now. Or something. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Uh, but yeah, things go south. Power Stone explodes because the slave touches it. Uh, more chase scenes, more action, action, action. We get to the final climax of this uh, yes. battle. Third act climax takes too long i've been noticing that with more and more of these marvel movies like once we get to the third act i usually check out because yeah it's like okay a big battle scene takes 20 30 minutes it's like can we just fast forward to stuff it's like the 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 whole airplane stuff with the nova some of it's cool like to see the interlock and stuff but like we don't need to see the like the process. Like I get it, you know, you have to show that they they're standing up, and then look, they're almost losing, but no, they're gonna come back and they're gonna do the way to the end. Yeah, like this, like, this is so bloated. Like if they were to cut this down and improve upon all the other character development throughout the movie, it would have been a stronger movie. But this, but I guess you have to have these big set pieces sell. I guess yeah, right. I mean, Tickets. I guess, but at the same time, if they would have just focused on the guardians in that last section, because all the guardian stuff in there was was cool and yeah, funny. Yeah, I mean. And but like yeah because like when they have the nova guys doing the nova shield and they die it's like didn't care about any of them so i should be sad they showed us they show us the one guy it's like he's getting crushed and he screams for rocket it's like oh we knew you for like three seconds oh i think like john c riley's character could have could have been more of a character yeah care about uh, I had a, I had a note in my head. I didn't write any notes for that for this, but I had like a note. I was watching this movie in the third act. Like this is this is Space Invaders. I have to get <laughs> from the bit. top to the bottom, and they they all stop at me. From my, like it's just, they're just Space Invaders from watching. Eh, just Space Invaders. Yeah. It is. Like, this is enjoyable. Like I don't know if that was on purpose, or like a, ret- a reference to an '80s video game, but like I like this. It's enjoyable. Uh, but at the end of the day, there's a dance battle, and they. Well, uh, I have a question. Yeah. Why does Groot die and by turning into a, a giant ball of weeds? I thought the same thing. I think it's just because the crash annihilated his body. But no, Rocket says if you do this, you're going to die before we crash. <laughs> As if 
It's a thing that know. happens. I guess. Well, no. It's like, how does he notice? Does this, did this happen before? Maybe that and species does it, and it, like their energy is inverted and back into the energies We've surrounding. never seen another group before, so is there more than one group? I would assume so. Because he's, well, Rocket says their species and blah, 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 blah. Or not Rocket, but someone who's their species being blah, blah, blah. But maybe, okay, maybe here's my headcanon. Groot does that. His energy is emitted into them to help them give a boost of stamina and energy like that that's why he says we are Groot so we all have my energy for right now I mean don't get me wrong there's a great emotional moment oh, yeah. at the end uh, the end there it's just it didn't make a lot of sense not at all not at all but we get a baby Groot out of it too so it's cute and adorable baby Groot's annoying oh yeah Groot adult proper Groot with the one we have the OG Groot's great then we get baby teenage Groot later on it's like this guy <laughs> he's better I guess in the end game when he makes the axe but like this guy sucks uh, but yeah they saved and with the Guardians of the Galaxy overall it's a solid movie yeah I mean it's fine yeah characters are great they're fun they have the problems like we just I stated visually though it's a, it's a great movie uh, well honestly this movie's held up on visuals and soundtrack yes 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 Everything because honestly, the story is pretty cookie cutter. Uh huh. <laughs> like, I mean, they're nothing, nothing challenging in this. Yeah, movie. they don't like each other, and then at the end, they all come together, and they, you know, yeah, they all become heroes and stuff. But if they it's, were to release this in theaters right now, I would go see it just for the visuals and soundtrack. Yeah, alone. I mean, it's 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 a pretty movie yeah. for sure, but it is what it is. <laughs> you have any critiques on it at all? No, I mean, there's nothing like rage inducing about it like no. i thought the third act went on a little too long yeah yeah but and like everything else i've already complained about yeah i think like i think the plot armor was strong for the characters in some scenes but yeah yeah like they were just standing yeah. around sometimes and like you guys should be like dead. never once did i think ronan's gonna win this fight no even when i first saw this movie i was like he ain't gonna win no i mean obviously he can't win because you know it's that but we oh yeah you I just guess. gotta you gotta Build the tension a little bit, like yes. you know, oh, what's gonna happen? Throw something at me here. Like we don't see him yeah. kill an innocent, or like we do. He he smashes some guy with a hammer. Oh, a guy we don't know. Like yeah, yeah. Maybe we saw him like I don't know. Then like I don't want to tie it into the characters. Maybe we saw him kill Drax's family or something like that. Like okay, now I'm rooting for Drax. Maybe there should have been a flashback to Groot's him killing yeah. his family or something of him destroying that planet or something. That would have been like yeah, something nice. Something because we we only know him by reputation. Yes, and his reputation is only in this movie, so like there's nothing. Yeah, so it's like eh, okay, and he's boring, and like yeah, we've seen this character a thousand times, and like at least Thanos had like, two movies that could become Thanos at the end of the series, and like okay, uh, but like he, this, he's supposed to be a religious zealot. Show me some zealotry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, and they didn't really. They, he just spouts zealot stuff. It's like okay, you killed some people. I've heard that you. Sh- they killed a lot of people before, but why? What? What is your religion here? What are you doing? But why are you doing this? It's falling into this the, the the one of the sins of like they're not showing, they're telling. So yeah, yes, yes, yes. And like, but they don't even tell you like his re- beliefs behind anything. Why no. does he hate Xandar? Yeah. He just doesn't like the peace treaty. Yeah, but it's like, like okay, but like what's your what's your religion? Why? Because of ancient traditions or something. Okay. What are those? Show us those. What are those practices that they just like not like abolish? Is that? it is it is it just him coming out of a pool of water right? and getting 
thrown dirt on by old ladies or something is this like a metaphor for colonialism and that they that the nova corpse like colonizes planet and just like abolishes f-ing beliefs like right. give us more give, guys give us some motivation here. yeah like i don't want to root for the guy but i want to understand him a little bit something like something to attach to to make me say okay this is a villain that <laughs> yeah i should be like worried about here and this is this is a marvel problem so they and they, and they eventually address this shit later but, in the movies, even, but. but even the movie himself <laughs> thinks he sucks because he can't stand up the thanos until he gets a stone yeah it's like he chose to meet thanos and he's like yeah i'll kill your guard and thanos turns around and he's like oh I, I messed up yeah <laughs> so stuff like that this needs to be like tweaked for the movie uh but yeah and besides that it's a, again it's a solid movie there's nothing there's really nothing to like really complain about this movie but like i wasn't invested in it no as you know what yeah. I mean? like they're like i was fully invested in winter soldier yes it's like in this one i'm just like ah. It's fun. It's funny, but like, is this gonna end soon? <laughs> yeah. we, you know, I've had the same problem when I first watched it. Like, this movie is totally, like you said, totally on visuals and soundtrack alone. I'm in, but story wise, it's like it's, it's, it's like a popcorn movie. You watch on the big screen. It's like this is fun. Yeah. Hour forty five. We still going? Are we gonna end soon? We're gonna wrap this up. Like, <laughs> it's like ah, fifteen. That, yeah, that last that last battle. I was like, this is this is kind of long, guys. Yeah, I don't want to give the impression that I hate this movie. No, I don't. I really don't. But- but it's just the story is kind of weak. It it's is fun, but weak, and it doesn't help that it has weak villains. That too, yeah. But the characters alone, like Root Rocket, Rocket's fun. The quippy, like fun banter between the guys are fun. I'm not gonna lie, like yeah, you know, uh, everyone loves Strax's literal sense yes. of humor. When he calls uh, Rocket a little creepy monster or something like that, I just like that's funny. I love it. Uh, Peter, he he's okay. Yeah, he's fun. He's a fine comic relief, which is was wasn't he a comic relief in Parks and Rec yes, or whatever yeah, show? Yeah, yeah, Dwight, so yeah. it makes sense. Yes, you know. Uh, Yondu, great. Yeah, he might be one of the best characters in the movie. Easily, easily. Uh, yeah. It's, 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 he's it's, not in it enough either. No, so. I wanted more Yondu. I thought I, again. I remember him being more in this movie, but like, oh, he's not that much in this. No, or at least more involved in the action because you get like one action scene with him and that's it. Yeah, he he crash lands on a planet and then he does this whistle thing, which is badass. And yeah, that it. thing that thing is he could have took Ronan. Oh God, quickly! I think that's why they did it. Like, like let's get this guy out of here. He's really powerful. <laughs> let's crash him down or something, guys. It's, yeah, we're breaking our own story with him right now. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. Uh. Good movie. Watch it. I will recommend it. if you can somehow watch it on a big TV. Of like the best brightness and like contrast, watch it that way. Surround sound. That's how you watch this movie. I think we're at the point though that if you're gonna watch one of these MCU movies, you should probably start at the beginning of uh, the MCU universe. Yeah. The, yes, you think so? Because yeah, because now we're getting like intertwined. We're getting a little very intertwined with the Infinity Stones. Like they show the Tesseract and stuff. And it's like, what are these other things if I've never seen a Marvel movie before? Yeah, but I don't think this one you really need to see. Like, you don't need to see Iron Man or no, you don't. You don't need to. But in order to get like the full experience of what they're showing you, like to get all the like the stuff in the collector's lair and to really know what okay. Thanos, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like this one is definitely like, oh, they're doing something. Yeah, like when this came out, like, oh, they have a plan. We don't know what it is yet, but they're doing something. We should start paying attention to these movies more. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. It, it, that's, that is this movie. It does stand alone on its own, but it does. Oh, uh, yeah. You can just watch it on, on its own, and it's it's perfectly serviceable movie. Yeah. But it's like some things are going to go over your head. Yes, yes. Especially because this movie does, again, these all these characters show up again multiple times. Yes. Yeah. 
Good series, good movie. Uh, well, let's let's get into ratings, I guess. Okay. Uh, you you go first. You always want me to go first. Why? I don't know. You're not like you're not like going first. I'll go first. I think this is uh, it's either a seven or eight. I'll tell you that. I think eight might be too high because the story's kind of weak and I it's think movies out of eight. Little tough. What? I think I'm out of eight. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I think I'm out of eight. I want to do like a seven and a half. I don't do that. I think seven is too soft. Why are you at eight? Try, sway, sway me to an eight. Because like I gave Winter Soldier a ten. You gave that a ten. Damn. Yeah. Did I, get, I must gave that nine, though, didn't I? Yes, because our on our scales, tens aren't perfect. They're what we what are what we want out of a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. And this movie gives me everything that I want out of a movie, despite its flaws. Okay. You know what I mean? Like. The story isn't fantastic, but I'm not. I don't hate the story. Yeah, it's never pulls you out like ah, that's stupid. And... It's cookie cutter, but the reason why there's cookie cutters is because you like those cookies. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. So like the story is, it's. It, I wish it was better, but it's not like you're giving me crap either. No, no, yeah. So I just don't think the story pulls it down so much that it. It, it falls to because sevens honestly is good but it's like mediocre good that but see that, that's what i'm thinking like seven's too low i think eight's too high and i want to give a seven because i don't the story like you said just very weak sauce basic but everything else is really good but see like my in, in my thing um five is like average yes. but bad average yes. and like six is slightly above average and seven is good average whereas i think this is a good movie in general which but a low tier good movie yeah that's see, what, what that's what an eight is to me and to me nine or ten are per- like damn near perfect i think eight is like a good movie like you said i recommend this movie so that's seven eight territory but for me personally i can have this on in the background be fine i don't like if there was an option to have the dialogue off and just play the soundtrack the whole time and have the visuals on that's how i watch this movie um i mean that's my score i'm just i know i know i know or whatever you want to score hey, okay I'm gonna, ch- I'm gonna cheat i'm gonna cheat because now I'm going off what I know about the next Guardians movie. It's like it's a little weaker than this, but it's not terrible to me. So I'm gonna give this an eight because I know okay. Guardians two is like a seven or a six. Okay, I would have to rewatch it to to really say. Uh, anything else we'll talk about about this movie or no? No, I'm good. We need an outro. We need a hundred episodes we, in. We had an outro. We're done talking to these idiots, and then you we stopped doing it. Wait, what? We had an outro. It's. We're done talking to these idiots, and then we stop doing it. We stop doing it as a med- like, like we stopped saying we're done talking to these idiots, and then we, just, yeah, because I felt stop. bad, and I, I felt it was lazy. We like we need a proper zippity doo dah, see you next time, guys, kind of outro. Why? Because uh, we have an intro. That's why we have an intro. I think I, we we should just peter out. It's, it's true. Like we have an intro, a proper intro. Why not have a proper outro? We put all the effort into the front I, end. I, I, well, that's the whole show, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, because after we talk about the 30 minutes we want to talk about, we're like, the movie's this, and we're done. <laughs> That's, not- That's why we relied on going beat by beat for so long, is because <laughs> we had nothing to talk about otherwise. <laughs> oh, man. I hate our fans. <laughs>